0: But we do have stuff to talk about. It's time to find out what's happening with you and your money on Wall Street. Downtown Sebring, we go to the offices of Statler Financial Services, where Philip Statler is standing by. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning,
1: Dave. Doing well today. Uh, uh, Went around here real quick, trying to pull up some some tip sheets to figure out where we are. I was uh, sliding through the door, kind of... Right about
0: the time you, you called in. So, uh, ben, Ben, they done that. Well, I'll give you a chance to look things up while well, I summarize things, talking about a quiet day. It was really a really quiet day yesterday on Wall Street. Uh, we had red ink, but it wasn't very darn much. The Dow was down 46.5. Standard & Poor's was down by a buck and a half or so, and the NASDAQ was down by just under 14. That, in today's world of herky jerky changes up and down on the indexes, I'd call that basically a flat day as we kind had to sit on our hands waiting to see what the Federal Reserve does tomorrow. They open up their two day meeting today. And uh, as usual, the last week or so before the meeting, everybody shuts up unless the Federal Reserve chairman gets a prank phone call. And that was the big news last week. We're pretty much 85, 90% sure it's going to be a quarter percent rate bump unless uh, unless they surprise us and decide to start the pause early. What do you think?
1: Well, you know, it's it's hard to read the Fed, right? It's uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, and we're we're pretty close to that uh, drop dead date anyway. So, but looking yesterday, I, I did want to talk just a little bit because I know I I g- took a gander a couple times during the day at what the markets were doing, and they started off to the downside. Um, mm-hmm. About midday, they really uh, kind of ratcheted up a little bit, and then. I guess people were taking some profits off and uh, ended up in that red, little bit of red ink you saw there. But um, uh, it was it was kind of a roller coaster day yesterday.
0: Yeah, it absolutely was. I mean, I look at the major indexes about one in the afternoon. We were actually up by a little bit. And it's just by just by the curvature, it looks like it was no event. Just we just kind of sort of ran out of steam during the day as folks who wanted to sit on their hands won the battle at the end of the day.
1: I think so. I mean, I think that's that's really what happened. People got maybe some profit taking there a little bit, and took took some time to to do that. But uh, yeah, we got bigger news to come. Uh, I guess that'll come out tomorrow, won't it?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Two two p.m. tomorrow afternoon, we find out what the Federal Reserve is going to do to us. Tidbits I came up with this morning: there was a story I read on one of the tip sheets. J.P. Morgan kept more than eight hundred people up working overnights at times over the weekend to make that bid for First Republic. It is now officially part of J.P. Morgan, and uh, they paid ten point six billion dollars. For a bank with its toes in the air, but it does kind of solidify J.P. Morgan Chase as being the biggest bank in the country. I hope J.B. Diamond knows what he's doing, but even if he didn't, I think they've got enough money to be able to absorb the losses, don't you?
1: Well, I think so. I, I, he's probably looking at the the real estate portfolio there and and thinking that even if commercial property takes a nosedive, a lot of people are talking about that um, they can weather through that storm and. And actually maybe foreclose off some properties and come out ahead
0: evidently, that's probably what they're thinking of, because there, there's obviously some hard assets available in there. The, uh, I, I keep reading the tip sheets saying bad management, bad management, bad management uh, is the cause of all of these bank things. But, you know, you and I have been talking about it. You know, Okay, the interest rates, talking about what the Feds probably go to tomorrow, in absolute terms, aren't that monstrously high. But it's been the absolute fastest we've ever made that kind of a point jump on the uh, reference interest rate out of the Fed, and uh, basically that was what we read about First Republic as well. The, uh, the bank couldn't keep up with all the changes on interest rate yields on the federal bonds they all used to be able to uh, hedge their bets and uh, ended up getting behind the curve. Silicon Valley Bank was the first one to do it. First Republic kind of got stuck in the bus in, in about the same maelstrom this is going to make the, uh, the deliberations of the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee over the next two days. I, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when they, somebody actually says maybe it wasn't all management's fault.
1: Well, I think that this may end up being a, um, uh, a doctoral study, right, that uh, they'll parse through everything and, uh, and really dissect what happened at First Republic as a case study. Uh, in our educational system when it comes to business, because I think they'll find that, yes, management played a role, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that uh, the Federal Reserve has to step up and take some of the blame because of the fast increases, because I think that it's put pressure on a lot of banks. And, um, and First Republic was just uh, a little too far out there to be able to absorb it.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to be a long way behind the curve when you're starting to make monthly three-quarter percent reference rate increases. Uh, just a little bit behind the curve, and all of a sudden your hedges are all upside down, and you find yourself in trouble when there's even a relatively modest number of withdrawals coming out of the bank because somebody gets nervous.
1: That's right. So I think that um, you know when that, when this thing gets dissected, I think that that the Fed will end up with some of the blame.
0: A yeah, point very well taken it'll be interesting to see when somebody finally does assume some blame and doesn 't constantly put up the press release saying it 's all idiot management uh, speaking of uh, speaking of switches on the first republic, they were big enough to be part of the Standard and poor's five hundred since they don 't exist anymore. Uh, the Standard and poors people needed to find another stock, and the new addition to the Standard and poor's five hundred. Axon, a maker of tasers, is replacing First Republic in the Standard and Poor's 500. My first reaction was I had no idea that making tasers was that big a business.
1: Well, yeah, I'm surely they make something other than tasers. I'm sure tasers just kind of hit the the headline as uh, for for the whole S and P 500 thing.
0: It's a new company that we're going to have to learn something about, though, because they're going to be a, capable of being a market mover from now on in, since they're part of a major index. Uh, there's an old phrase about, uh, buy you know, sell go sell in May and go away. I suspect this year with all the events going on, that old truism isn't going to happen this year. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. I'm thinking that, uh, this might not be the year you want to do that, um, with all the ups and downs and, and, and who knows? I mean, we may look back at it in September and say, well, that may have been the smartest thing you could have done, but, um, there's a lot of things going to happen between now and
0: then. Uh, that's absolutely true. There's just so many moving parts going on. One of those moving parts, of course, is the uh, uh, the annual war that we have in Congress over the debt ceiling increase that's going on. And one item that I picked up today, now Treasury Secretary Yellen is saying, oops, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we don't have until the middle of June. Maybe we're going to run out of money as of the 1st of June. And I'm saying, okay, fine, you're playing chicken with Congress. Congress is playing chicken with the administration. But if all of a sudden this close in, you're 15 days off and, and figuring out when you're going to run out of money, I kind of take that as an indication that we might be spending too much. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm thinking so, right? If you if think... Uh, 15 days is going to make a difference. And maybe you need to, you know, slow down what you're doing and uh, conserve cash a little bit more. I mean, that's if you're a businessman, that's what you'd have to do, right? If you think, hey, cash is going to run out, um, but what would you do? You would start cutting your spending and uh, and increase your collection levels, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Ed, and, and you and I have gone through this drill a hundred times now at the time we've been talking. We all know that the debt ceiling is going to end up getting extended. It's going to happen at the last possible minute. They're going to play chicken back and forth and then finally pass something that both parties, both the Congress and the President, can agree to, and it'll happen at the last minute. But suddenly Yellen introducing a moving target saying, Oh, gosh, my math was wrong. I must have forgotten to include a check in my checkbook. And it's going to be 15 days earlier. That just adds one more level of drama to a uh, uh, t- to a plot line that we've already seen pi- played out a hundred times so far.
1: Exactly right, Dave, and and, um, and poorly played at that. Right? I mean, let's not add any more um, uh, severity or any more pressure than what we already have to get this job done.
0: Now, none of these bozos have gotten an Oscar nomination for their acting jobs, have <laughs> they?
1: <laughs> no, they have not.
0: Lordy, lordy! Earnings season continues. We actually have some hard numbers out there, and one of the companies you don't hear too terribly much about, but it's kind of indicative of a change in the way that the uh, the economy is going. Uh, on you know, offsite learning and at home learning got really, really hot, and a bunch of companies got really hot during the COVID pandemic. I I gather the bloom is kind of off that rose for one of the companies, huh?
1: Well, I found this interesting. It's, it's a company's called Chegg. That's C H E G G. Um, and they, uh, you know, they, they, they had a good quarter for the last quarter. They topped expectations on both the top and bottom line. Um, and so good news there. However, they came out with this little uh, quote in their report that said the, the CEO said he expects artificial intelligence is having an impact on our new c- customer growth rate. Um,
0: huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that caused uh, a couple companies to downgrade them um, from, from basically hold to from buy. And so what are they doing? They are taking a bath this morning. Shag is down 42% this morning. Um, think about that. It opened up at, uh, at, at somewhere around $17, $18 and now is down to less than 10 Forty-five percent down
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was I was giggling about this earlier in the week, that uh, all you got to do is mention artificial intelligence in a positive light, even if you're Pepsi, and it adds to the gains that you get. Evidently, when you say artificial intelligence could be a threat, that's also a ticket to make a stock that beats the street fall like a rock, huh?
1: I, I guess so. I guess so. We, we did have some good news. Though. I just want to start with the bad news. So that, you know, we could we could build from there, Dave. And so uh, let's talk about uh, another high flyer. And that's Uber Technologies. Uh, Uber had a good quarter. Uh, They uh, topped their uh, revenue number uh, by uh, by a little bit. They beat on earnings. Um, I say beat on earnings. I should say beat on losses. Right. They're expected to lose nine cents a share. They only lost eight cents a share. Um, revenue was again better than expected. They are up 9.3 percent this morning.
0: Cool. I, Uber is almost starting to become like Kleenex. Call an Uber. It's almost a generic name. I never thought that business plan would work, given all the stories, but it it evidently is going to be something we're going to have for the long term.
1: I I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real thing and it's, uh, it's popular, right? It's a good way to get around when you're traveling for sure. And even people in the cities, right? That's another cab alternative for them. So absolutely. um, We had a big drug maker, Pfizer reported as well. They beat on top and bottom line. Um, And so that was good for them. They are um, you know, their, their COVID numbers are falling, their vaccine has declined substantially. I think it said like seventy five percent decline in, in COVID vaccine sales. Um, but still, they they beat and they're up about nine tenths of a percent this morning. So still heading the right direction uh, as we go. They're get- one
0: of the they're one of the companies that really was kind of at risk, given the fact that the COVID the COVID vaccine was such a money machine for a couple of years. They're they're getting around the uh, the the bend in the supply.
1: Uh, yeah. Exactly. So I got two more for for you. Yep, I got two more for you. I've got uh, another bank, uh, HSBC, the global bank. They, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they had first quarter earnings that beat the estimates. They, um, but they also came back. Well, they announced a two billion dollar buyback as well, share buyback. So that didn't hurt them at all. Um, And so they're they're trading up almost five and a half percent this morning. And then the last one I have for you deals with the travel industry. And that would be Marriott International. Uh Marriott beat on top and bottom line as well. They uh they 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 had a, a pretty good quarter. They they came in at 209 on uh think about this, 5.6 billion dollars of revenue. Pretty, pretty big jump. Yeah. Um they I mean compare that to $1.84, they were expected. That that's a pretty good jump for them. Uh they're up about two and a half percent this morning.
0: All right. Resetting the table. It was kind of a fractional loss on Wall Street yesterday. I described it as sitting on their hands waiting for the Fed. Forty-five minutes before we open this morning, what are we looking at, Philip?
1: So, Dave, we are uh, looking at uh, some red ink. And uh, before I do that, I want to tell you that, remember, we got uh, Morgan Stanley laying off 3,000 people, too. We kind of missed that oh. little blur. But,
0: um, we did. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, that's OK. That's all right. So, hey, we got uh, a lot of red ink this morning. It's not big red ink, but it's still red ink. The Dow's down a quarter of a point. The S&P 500 is down two tenths. The Nasdaq 100 is basically flat right now. The, uh, the VIX is actually getting a little bump up, almost two and a quarter percent. The other side, we got silver, a major retreat, because uh, yesterday I think it was back up over 26. Today it's back down below 25. So it's been a roller coaster. It's down 1.4% to $24.88. Gold is up from the close, but down from yesterday. uh, It's at $1,994 an ounce. And crude oil is down three quarters of a percent to $75.11. And I think that's about where it was yesterday, Dave.
0: I was going to say about where we were yesterday at this time. Overseas markets, the Asian rim fractionally up at the close this morning. The European markets are looking at us and saying, they're not going anywhere, and neither are we. We've got a little bit of red ink, but nothing really big in any major exchange over in the European community either this morning. Getting a plan for retirement counts for a lot, and that plan could change depending upon what your age and position is at this point in life. Time to get it customized for me. Philip, how do I find you to get that plan done?
1: Then give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design where we'll help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then uh, catch the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend, uh, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, on Highlands News Talk 730,
0: 95.3 FM. And we'll do it again tomorrow morning here and catch you up to the minute on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then.
1: All right. Have a great day.
0: Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
1: Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your Tuesday is off to a good start. Talk to you again tomorrow, same time, same place. And until then, have a great day. Bye now.